2.99. Why are you judging my daughter's diving? I wasn't talking about her. I was finalizing this month's special at Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. 2.99% interest for 10 years. Wow, 2.99. Dad, visit PellaWI.com. The Wisconsin State Fair is here, bringing you the sights and sounds live from the fair. In for Jeff Wagner, here's your host, Brian Recker. It has been an absolute honor to spend time with you at the Wisconsin State Fair. And as I watch the sky rides just float right over the WTMJ studios at the fair, I just think about my time on it about an hour ago and how I was uh, scared to death on that thing. And I forgot about how much I dislike heights. So here I am, grounded on the floor, happily with you for the next half hour before we catch up with Brewers baseball. So when you were listening the past half hour or so, it's so nice Steve invited me on to do a part of the show, and I wanted to bring up one of the topics we were discussing, and it's by Scott Adams. And there's already people tweeting in about Scott Adams, and I see people texting in about Scott Adams. Uh, One person said he's been a right-wing loon for many years. No, I would disagree with that. I think that a lot of people don't really have a party affiliation. They may think a certain way, but they don't necessarily align themselves with a certain party, and that should be fine. I don't think you have to stand there and say, I stand for everything this party stands for. I think he's one of those people that have independent thoughts on things. And his thoughts are, the country is not divided. The 1% who follow politics as entertainment have favorite teams. And I thought about that. It was a tweet he put out this morning, and it's getting a lot of reaction, and a a lot of people saying, yes, absolutely, the country is divided. I really don't know if that's true. I've thought about things that would divide this country, and there's certain topics that do divide. For example, gun rights, abortion rights, those are topics that are very divisive, and it seems like you're one way or the other. You don't really look at the other side because you know you're not going to be swayed. You're going to be pro-life, and that's it. Or you're going to be anti-gun and that's it, or whatever. And that is going to divide certain people when it comes to maybe the friends they have. You know, someone might see a person who is a Second Amendment advocate and owns guns as a threat. So, oh, I don't want to go to that person's home. I won't let my kids hang out there. Don't be like that. And thing, if they look at something differently, um, mostly because... If you were to talk to your neighbors and the people around you, if you're waiting in line at the Wisconsin State Fair and the person next to you creates some small talk, you're not going to bring up things that are divisive, I'm guessing. That's going to be something that's down the list. And to his point, he says maybe 1% of those who follow politics as entertainment have favorite teams. This is what I noticed last night. I was watching some of the WTMJ coverage online, and i, I got to give credit to all the great reporters at this radio station reporting from the different camps and the sites, talking to different people inside of the studio, recapping that with our sister station. It was great. It was, it was fantastic. And it was just a great way to look at it. And I thought to myself, even on election night, um, what you don't see normally on election night is going out there and trying to make enemies um, often. Because here's here's what I'm going to do. Uh, you've, you've said uh, that you want me to do this, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight for these topics. But what you don't see is, we hate those other people. Right? I'm hoping that's not the case. And even when you are watching the coverage, you thought to yourself, well, maybe this person has a chance to stand for the things that I stand for. And I think that's where more people come when it comes to politics. Divided or not, uh, maybe the impression's there. Maybe it's over-amplified. Maybe that's part of the issue. Maybe when you go online on Facebook or Twitter, 
it's just the same people saying the same things, and for whatever reason, the sample size is so low that it gives the impression that's what everyone's doing. I don't think it's the case. I don't think that's reality. And I hope that's not reality. At least it's not reality for me. I don't go around hating people thinking I'm going to disagree with them on a, a certain topic and thus I hate them. That's not going to be the case for, I think, many people. So I think the number is maybe 5%, if that. And there's, of course, people that go online, social media, they're on Facebook and Twitter, and they say, da 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 They talk a mean game with their fingers. But in real life, they can't really back that up. They've crafted a message that they know will aggravate people, and that's the end of that. And then they throw it away, toss it. That's it. So I wanted to uh, mention that Scott Adams thing. Do you think our country really is divided, though? I mean, if if you were to hear that discussion and say, oh, the only 1% of the population look at politics as entertainment, and they're the ones that are divisive, do you, do you agree with that? Do you really think our nation is that divided? Or do you think we're more united in ways that just go unheard or unnoticed? 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. I'm only on until about 1230 today, so we only have a couple of minutes until Brewers baseball, which I'm really looking forward to hearing the Brewers get a win today. I really hope so. So we can talk about that. I want to make sure, at least at some course of the show, give you my impressions of Milwaukee. I've spent a week and a half here, and you guys have been fantastic. So I wanted to give you some impressions on that, too. One comment from President Biden earlier today about inflation. I want to get to that before we uh, break as well. So we're going to take some of your calls coming up after the break. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. And welcome back to WTMJ. Here's the phone number, the Accudent Mortgage Talk and Tech. Next line is 855-616-1620. Discussing this tweet that came out earlier, Scott Adams said, and he's the guy that created Dilbert, the cartoon, the country is not divided. The 1% who follow politics as entertainment have favorite teams. I would probably put that number closer to 5%, but I don't think it's a significant amount, and I don't think the country is divided. I think it's just oversampled, and really, in your own everyday interactions with people, have you found that the country is so divided that you can't even look someone in the eye anymore? Oh, I can't believe what they said, that we can no longer be friends, and you spit on the shoes and get them out of here as fast as you can. No, I don't think we act that way as Americans. Let's go to Mike, who's on the line. Welcome to WTMJ. Good afternoon, Ryan. How are you? Good. So I guess for me it depends on the issue. For instance, as I was telling the screener, like, with veterans, I think most people are on the same page. They support veterans, and I think more often than not, most people support the police. However, when it actually comes down to voting, I think we are extremely divided. I mean, the numbers show that. Um, certainly, at least for me and people I know, not to the point where I'm not going to talk to you, you know, if you vote a certain way or feel a certain way. Um, but when it comes to voting, I think we're extremely divided. Have you known anyone that has cut ties because of political affiliation? Well, I got to be honest. Um, after the 2008 election, I almost did <laughs> with oh. you know some members of my family. But then I said to myself, I'm going to put this above my family, and I just basically shut that down immediately. And, Wait, uh, so you were the one that members. almost severed ties with a family member? I did. Well. I was very upset after the 2008 election, so I was, um, you know, and I was, I know how, you know, several of my family members voted, but then I honestly thought to myself, I mean, what am I doing? I mean, that's, that's ludicrous. Wow. So maybe we I need to just take a breath of, sometimes and say, don't let emotions get the best of us. And in moments like that, it's easy. 
in today's world, it's right. even easier to let emotions get the best of us. And we just got to take a step back. Maybe that's a, a, a movement we need to start to remind people, just take a breath for a moment here before you do something stupid. Yeah, well, in 2016, I got off of Facebook because I'm like, you know, Facebook, I like to use, these are my friends. I don't want to be arguing politics with my friends on Facebook. So I actually got off it until the election was over. Um, and, you know, I, most people just post, you know, nice things. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I will not engage in certain things with friends and family for the most got part. Got it. Thank you, Mike. Good to hear from you. Yeah, people are posting things like cream puffs and lemon shakeups and brats from the Wisconsin State Fair. Big thanks to the Coakley Brothers and Brothers Interiors, the State Fair studio, brand new, looking great. And it's always nice that you can come by and say hi anytime during the Wisconsin State Fair. So big thanks again to the Coakley Brothers. Here's a text message. My mom stopped being friends with someone because she shared a lot of political stuff on Facebook. That happened with my parents, too. Lifelong friends. One person said, no, I'm no longer going to be your friend anymore because you voted for someone that I didn't like. Isn't that something? What kind of friendship do you have if that's the case? That's a shame. It really is. Uh, One person texted, this country is totally divided, has always been. Um, People just never talked about it. The former President Trump brought it to certain people, and then they speak their mind. Okay, so it lay dormant for a while is what that one texter believes. Let me play this clip real quick before we go to break. So new numbers came out today for July when it comes to inflation, and inflation is still really bad. Now keep in mind that July numbers are not the 40-year highs that we saw at 9.1% just last time. 9.1% is just terrible. And you know from your own pocket that is hitting you hard. So it came a little bit down from 9.1% in July for inflation to 8.5%. So 9.1 to 8.5%. Now, inflation at 8.5% is still really bad. It's terrible. There's no reason for you to be spiking the ball for 8.5%. But earlier today, I want to play this clip from President Biden. Let's do that. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. But people are still Okay. Yeah, people are hurting. So no one's buying that. That's the problem. When you go from 9.1% inflation to 8.5%, you don't spike the ball. You say, we got a lot of work to do. It's it's moving in the right direction. We should be happy. It's moving in the right direction. And at last check, stocks are reacting positively. That's a good thing. We want these things to take the baby steps in the right direction. We didn't want inflation to go to 10%. But don't go up on the stage and spike the ball and say 8.5% is a victory, please. People are smarter than that. So let's be careful. I'm Ryan Recker. Fill it in for Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. WTMJ. I'm Ryan Recker. Filling in for Jeff Wagner for one last segment. It's been great. I have a few impressions and things I wanted to share with you in a moment. And thanks for all the text messages. Thanks for all the different calls for the past week and a half. 
Thanks also to Major Goldsby's Heartland, located right next to the Cream Puff Pavilion for providing food. It was always a, a nice luxury to have that here at the Wisconsin State Fair. And broadcasting, of course, with WTMJ is a huge honor for me as a radio broadcast nerd. At, you, heard, you heard the Applebee song. That is one of the best songs ever made. I mean, if that doesn't get him into some Hall of Fame somewhere just for that one song, it should. And I'm here to tell you that... Uh, Applebee's as a restaurant, I'm not a fan of, but I love the song. All, all things considered, I, you know, Applebee's is good when you're like a teenager and you need to take out the date and you don't have a lot of money. That's cool. But, you know, I, I, I pretty much decide to eat anywhere else but Applebee's. Except when you're Frank Ragnow. He's a player for the Detroit Lions. And just recently... Hard Knocks on HBO launched with their first episode, and the Detroit Lions are the team that they're following as part of Hard Knocks. Listen to Frank Ragnow with his teammates. Top five restaurant in the world. I agree. Thank you. Applebee's is the top five restaurant in the country. <laughs> French fries? Wow. Hamburgers? Mozzarella sticks? Oh, there you go. Brew pub pretzels with beer cheese dip? Beer? Beer? <laughs> beer? <laughs> There he is. He, he's going around talking to his teammates. He's got his hot take. His hot take is Applebee's is a top five restaurant in the country. Please. <laughs> Please. Wait a minute. I rarely go there. I, let me give you a shock of my life. One of my best friends, his name is Justin. I was in his wedding. And while we were at the front table, you have the bridesmaids that give a speech. You have the groomsmen who give a speech. I was lucky enough to give a speech. I almost cried through it. I was so emotional. It made me so happy to see him happy. While the bridesmaids were giving a speech, they were talking about how they first met. It was on a dating website. And then their first date was at an Applebee's because that was my friend Justin's favorite restaurant. And when I heard that, I thought, he's been my best friend forever, like one of my best friends. I've never known that about him. No idea. How could you know someone for 38 years and have no idea that his favorite restaurant is Applebee's? How is that possible, that you can keep that a secret? Or maybe it's better to keep it a secret, but there you have it. In the Lions Hard Knocks, no more secret for that one player. That's his favorite restaurant. I just thought that was great. Well, I have about a couple of minutes here, and we're going to take a break. We'll get your news and, of course, Brewers baseball after that. I want to give you a couple of impressions from the past week and a half I've spent here in Milwaukee. It's a great city. I've I've really enjoyed it. And the nice thing is I get to see some of the great uh, activities, like the Wisconsin State Fair. It's such a fun thing. I enjoy the people. The conversations have been nice. People have been very courteous. I've enjoyed walking around downtown. That's where my hotel was. All the people that work here at WTMJ and the radio station have been so kind to me. And so nice. And that might just be a Wisconsin thing. Not every place you go to is nice. Believe it or not. And maybe you've traveled and realized that. Sometimes they're nice in spurts. As in, oh, you know, they could be nice for like three seconds. And then after that, oh, you wore out your welcome. Maybe there's other places that you've been to that are like Milwaukee. But this is really a special place. And this is one of those places that I hope you do understand is special. Like this radio station. Uh, You might not understand this, but WTMJ is this historic 
radio station. It's not just a Milwaukee known and cherished thing. It's known in the talk and radio industry as being a great radio station. So also, take advantage of this fantastic station. I did have a opportunity to try to watch and monitor the news, and much like a lot of other cities, there's problems everywhere, and I've seen some of the same problems in large metropolitan cities here in Milwaukee. It may not be to the same scale. I guess you could argue that it's not because the city size, you know, it's still a large city and a large metropolitan area, but, you know, it's not as big as Chicago or Los Angeles or New York or whatever it is. So based on scale, it's higher than average. Okay, this. let me just tell you this. One of the huge advantages that you have in a city like this is to understand that people are great and they look out for each other and you can identify problems. You understand that there's certain ways where the ship needs to be corrected. In order to do that, you need to agree where the ship needs to go. Otherwise, it's going to drag you down. You have to admit that some people aren't doing their jobs. And you have to correct the ship because of that. Because ultimately, you don't want it to turn into like these other large metropolitan cities where the crime and all these other problems have gotten so far out of control, it's too late to turn the ship around. It'll take too long. You have that opportunity, Milwaukee. And I hope you realize that. I'm Ryan Recker, Brewers Baseball, and news coming up in a moment on WTMJ.